It's not just time to get away. It's time to travel with Anita. From around the world to across Georgia, she covers it all. Now, here's the host of Travel with Anita, Anita Thomas. Hello, 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 and welcome aboard Travel with Anita and Friends. It's February, guys, and we're well into this month. Now, it's a month where I start planning much of my travel for the whole year. Yeah, you heard me right. For the whole year, I start in this month. As a travel journalist, I am always on the lookout for great travel stories to share. And also, I want to inspire you to... Put down those glossy travel brochures, turn off the TV, I know all of those great travel shows, and get out and have your own experience. Make your own travel stories. Uh, during my 40 years of traveling for business mostly, but also some vacations, I have found the places that I choose and the places that bring me the most interest have something special about them, something that makes them unique or something that makes them a little unusual, a special historic site maybe, cultural traditions I look for, landmarks. I love finding places with great scenic views, maybe a dynamic museum filled with artifacts that tell the story of our lives. I've also found that I can travel to places to learn more about the things that I thought I already knew. And when I do that, I'm always, always learning more about the history which has shaped our lives today. Now, during the month of February, we celebrate Black History Month, highlighting the accomplishments of African Americans and how they have shaped the American story. February is the perfect time to plan getaways where you can also learn more and find interesting historic facts about the accomplishments of African Americans. And today, I have a list of places that I will share with you throughout the show. But first, though, have you ever wondered about the start of Black History Month, also known as African American History Month? Well, the event grew out of Negro History Week, which was the brainchild of noted historian Carter G. Woodson and other prominent African Americans as well. The story of Black History Month began in 1915, half a century after the 13th Amendment abolished slavery in the United States. In September of that month, the Harvard-trained historian and the prominent minister, Jesse E. Moreland, founded the Association for the Study of Negro Life and History, an organization that was dedicated to researching and promoting the accomplishments of black Americans and other people of African descent. The group sponsored a National Negro History Week in 1926. They chose the second week of February to coincide with the birthdays of Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass. Now, schools and communities nationwide organized local celebrations, established history clubs, and many places even hosted performances and lectures to share this history of African Americans and all of the things that they had done throughout the history of America. What they found was well-known history, but also lots of little-known historic facts that they were able to share. Now, since 1976, every U.S. president has officially designated the month of February as Black History Month. Other countries around the world, 
including Canada and the United Kingdom, have also devoted a month to celebrating black history. In the United Kingdom, it's actually celebrated in October, and the events are intended to recognize the contributions and achievements of both African and Caribbean heritage. It's also the opportunity for people to learn more about the effects of racism and how to challenge those negative stereotypes. In the UK, some of the African and Caribbean history makers are Walter Tull, who is the first black officer to command white troops in the British Army, and one of the English football's first black players. Mallory Blackman, a best-selling author and the first black children's laureate. Olive Morris, a social activist who co-founded groups such as the Organization of Women of African and Asian Descent and the Brixton Black Women's Group. Dr. Shirley Thompson, the first woman in Europe to conduct and compose a symphony within the last 40 years. The Black History Month in the UK is also celebrated in the community in places such as museums, care homes, and even workplaces. A broad range of topics will be covered, from British colonial past to migration and music. Government funding is also available to local organizations to help mark Black History Month in their area. In Canada, Black History Month is celebrated in the month of February, just like here in the United States. The role of Black Canadians in their community has not really been known that much as part of Canada's history. There's little mention that some of the lawyers who came to Canada after the American Revolution and settled in the Maritimes were actually people of African descent, nor the fact that many soldiers of African descent made many, many sacrifices in wartime as far back as the War of 1812. Also, another little-known fact about Canada is that the African people were once enslaved in the territory that is now known as Canada, or how those who fought enslavement helped to lay the foundation of what Canada is known for now, being a diverse and inclusive society. It was in December of 1995 that the House of Commons officially recognized February as Black History Month in Canada. For Black History Month 2022, the theme is February and forever, celebrating black history today and every day. Now that's a great focus to have, recognizing the daily contributions that black Canadians or blacks all over the world have made to their communities. Another country which celebrates Black History Month is Ireland in the month of October. Irish Black History Month began in Cork in 2010, although it wasn't until 2014 that it was consolidated as a nationwide event. The city of Cork really seems like the fitting place for Black History Month in Ireland to be initiated. The city was a leading center of abolition and the male and female anti-slavery societies welcomed a number of black abolitionists to lecture there and to come and speak. One of them was Frederick Douglass, who of course is very well known for his work with anti-slavery. Ireland's history was not very well known to me, so it just goes to show how you can find out so much about things that you thought that you already knew, because I didn't know that Frederick Douglass was traveling to Ireland to help fight slavery. Frederick Douglass spent a considerable amount of time in Ireland, so it is fitting that there would also be a statue erected of him in that country. Now, this just goes to show you that when we talk about finding history and traveling for a purpose or traveling with a theme, certainly to learn more about the history 
of great people around the around the world, not only here in the United States, but around the world who have made contributions that may not have been recognized, but now we can go, we can find museums, we can see statues, we can learn about the accomplishments and the differences that they made in the histories of their country. And here in the United States, there are lots of places that you can go visit. And from what I'm reporting here in Ireland, Canada, and the UK, you can visit other countries and learn more about African, Caribbean, black history during their months where they celebrate the accomplishments and the history of those people that made a difference and that set the tone for their countries. Now in the rest of the show, I will share with you a couple of places right here in the United States where you can go and you can learn more history, learn more about those things that you thought that you already knew, plan trips to educate the children in your family so that they know more about how America became the country that it is today. When we think about great American history, we have to think about the contributions of all people. And on the show today, I'll do just that. I'll share with you some places that are nearby that you can go uh, plan a visit during the month of February or even later. Because Black history doesn't just only have to be in the month of February. You can go and learn about the accomplishments and the contributions all throughout the year. The museums, the monuments, the historic sites are all there throughout the year. They're not just there during February. (laughs) So we can go and check them out. Now we'll stop here, take a break, and when we come back, I have one of those nearby places that I'll share with you where you can go and visit and learn more about Black history and the contributions of African Americans here on Travel with Anita and Friends. Back in a moment. A boy's born in Hot Mississippi, surrounded by for what that ain't so pretty. His parents give him love and affection. To keep him strong, moving in the right direction, living just enough, just enough. I know a place, ain't nobody crying, ain't nobody worried, ain't no smiling faces. Travel with a purpose is what we're always doing, right? can travel with a purpose and a theme too, with a theme in mind. Welcome back to Travel with Anita and Friends. It's February and Black History Month. Now is the perfect time to hit the road in search of history and exploring some of the accomplishments that make America great. Now, I have just a place for history, culture, shopping, and cuisine all in celebration of Black History Month. And it's not too far away in Old District 96 in Greenwood, South Carolina. A great place to pack in the history and remembrance of a civil rights great. In Greenwood, South Carolina, there is the home of Benjamin E. Mays. He was an intellect, a leader, a scholar, and a very important leader in the civil rights movement. Dr. Mays worked alongside Dr. Martin Luther King. He was actually his mentor. Dr. Mays said on many occasions that working as a civil rights activist and alongside Dr. King was one of his greatest accomplishments. Dr. Mays was also president of Morehouse College in Atlanta for 27 years before he retired in 1967. Now it was during this time 
between the years of 1944 and 1948, when Dr. King was a student at Morehouse. And Dr. King said that he attended the chapel to actually hear Dr. Mays, who influenced his path into promoting civil rights. Dr. Mays was a native of Greenwood County, South Carolina, and his humble childhood home still stands and is open for visitors to come and get a glimpse of what his life was like growing up. Now, that childhood home, I've been there to see it, is one of the stops on the United States Civil Rights Trail. And visitors, when you go there, can see and learn about his legacy. Now, during your visit to this historic site, you want to take a tour where you will see everything from artifacts from his life, photos, a lot of important documents. And the director at the historic site is Christopher Thomas. I had a chance to spend a morning with him a couple of years ago, exploring the grounds and hearing stories of Dr. May's life. And we talked for hours. Uh, he's the best storyteller. As a matter of fact, he's an exemplary storyteller. And his gift for bringing May's journey to life will not only inform you, but will also inspire you to want to know more, see every detail of the man who was actually a sharecropper's son and rose to be president of Morehouse College and a mentor to Dr. King. So quite an accomplishment and his story is really very inspiring. I've been to Dr. May's childhood home, as I mentioned, and you'll want to carve out at least two hours to explore the home, look over the grounds. There's an old schoolhouse there, review the photos and the documents and also watch some of the videos. And Christopher Thomas, We'll have you sitting on the edge of your chair with all of his stories. Now, for more information and to plan a tour of the home, check out the website, visitol96sc.com. Again, that's visitol96sc.com. Now, after touring the home, you'll want to grab a bite to eat. You know, I'm always looking for food and the local cuisine. Indigenous Underground in Abbeville, South Carolina will satisfy your hunger with a fusion of menu items that capture the Southern style, but yet are globally inspired. You'll enjoy her specialty of beans and an egg roll. How about that? Or maybe how about gator and grits? You know, we love our shrimp and grits, but we could try gator and grits as well. All sounds yummy to me. And Chef Erica McSeer brings the flavors. She started as a caterer, but has now expanded her business through word of mouth. So you know it's a great restaurant if it's expanding through word of mouth. And now that she's opened her restaurant, she has been growing it through a pandemic. Now here's another spot for a great meal. Chef Adele Dimiati, who is originally from Zimbabwe, was a soccer player. From playing soccer to following in the footsteps of his parents, who were both restaurant owners, he has created Kicker's Restaurant and take out. So you can eat in or you can take out. And what does a soccer player serve? Well, soup. It's a soup sampler. It's sold in a bowl. It's what it's called there. Now that's the actual name of one of his popular soups. The flirty bird salad is there. Thai chicken noodle is there. Sweet Thai chili grilled chicken. Are you hungry yet? I think I am. And not only does he put his own twist to the classics, but he makes them extra tasty. I say yes to all of that. Soup never sounds so tasty. And if you're ready for a little something sweet, that's all part of dining and checking out the local cuisine also. The Inn on the Square in Greenwood is serving up the sweet stuff. Cakes, pastries, pies, all prepared by pastry chef Olivia Taylor. 
She's a rising star in the industry and the community. And this young lady, fresh out of high school, has made a name for herself with features in food blogs and sharing family fun recipes. And she's dedicated not only to feeding tourists like ourselves, but she took it upon herself to give back to the community by baking fresh bread and sharing it with those in need back in 2020 during the bread shortage and during the pandemic. Now, that's definitely a sweet treat right there. After all the touring and delicious meals, you'll also want to rest your weary feet. And the Inn on the Square is a comfy spot to call home while you're in town. And of course, the bakery is right downstairs, so you're also ready for breakfast too. The Belmont Inn in Abbeville also welcomes visitors from near and far. And this historic inn is on the National Registry of Historic Places. You're sure to find the Southern hospitality and a very warm welcome in the ambiance of time gone by and a slower pace, a little bit more relaxed. Now, I can't stop without talking about shopping. It's just what we do when we travel. You want to take a little something home, something that will remind you of the wonderful trip, of all the things that you saw, the adventures that you had, and also the people that you met. So take home something special from the old Edgefield Pottery. It could be something functional or one of those treasures that you keep on the top shelf for everyone to see. One of those things you like to show off when you get back home. And Justin Guy takes clay and turns it into a lovely work of art. Now he's a native son of South Carolina in Edgefield. And his love for pottery goes back generations where he grew up in the shadows of some of the region's most renowned potters. And he carries on the tradition extending back more than 200 years. And that's almost back to the foundering of, of Edgeville County back in 1785. A guy grew up playing in piles of pottery shards on what used to be the plantation where David Drake, the legendary enslaved potter, spent his last years. Dave Pottery, or Dave the Potter, is what he was also known by. He lived and worked in Edgeville for most of his life, and his legacy lives on in the potters today. Potters like Justin Guy, so plan to bring home some of his work and show it off to everyone or make it be something functional. Now, to plan your tour with all of these culinary delights, historic places to see, visit the website, visit old96sc.com. Black History Month is also a great time to head down south. And south, I mean South Georgia, down to the beautiful coast of Georgia, where you'll find Sapelo Island, a great place to learn about the history of African-Americans that still live on their ancestral land on Sapelo. Now, Sapelo is one of the barrier islands off the coast of Georgia, not too far from Savannah, just a little bit north of Jekyll Island. On Sapelo, you can learn about the Geechee Gullah culture and a lot of the traditions and culture that was brought over by the enslaved people who worked on the plantations on, on the island. And so many of those traditions are still part of the day-to-day lives of the people who still live on the island. Everything from making sweetgrass baskets, making same fishing nets, and using those fishing nets to go out and fish. They drag the waters and everyone chips in in the community and everyone who's there gets a chance to take home some of the harvest. Now, when you visit Sapelo, you can set up to take a tour so that you can learn about the history of the island. You can also arrange to take a basket making class so that you can go home and say that you know how to make a sweetgrass basket. And while you're there, you'll want to stay at the Sapelo Island Birdhouses. Visit the website, sapeloislandbirdhouses.com. Now we'll stop here, take a break, and when we come back, I have several other things that you can do for Black History Month. Now stay put, we'll be back in a moment. 
here on Travel with Anita and Friends. can inform us and help us explore history, finding destinations that help us take a journey through American history brings knowledge and understanding for us all. Welcome back to Travel with Anita and Friends. And travel for a theme, um, it's kind of what I do. I mean, I like that kind of thing. You know, finding a theme or finding sort of a reason to travel. I know that sounds like, well, we do that all the time. We, we're we traveling for a reason. But something specific, maybe a love that you have, an interest that you have, you know, something that you've always wanted to to see or learn more about. I always call that learning about things that you thought you already knew. You're learning a little bit more about those. So travel for a theme and also explore history. It's some of my favorite things to do, my favorite pastimes. So if you're like me and want to look for those type things, Black History Month is a great time to combine celebrating the accomplishments and the contributions of African-Americans and also checking out some of the things that you like as well. So for baseball fans, there's a Negro League Baseball Museum in Kansas City, Missouri. Now, in Kansas City, a lot of, um, you know, love there for baseball. Local historians and former baseball players have created the Negro League Baseball Museum. It was founded in 1990, and the museum tells the story of trailblazers like Jackie Robinson, who paved the way for black baseball players who enjoy playing the sports that they love today. And in Kansas City, the Monarchs were so popular that the black churches would move their Sunday service time back an hour so fans could attend the game. And dressed in their, you know, dressed in the nines, dressed in their Sunday best, they would go and they could attend the games and they would go with, you know, dressed up for church. That sounds so cool to me. I would have loved to have seen that. Now, the museum now occupies uh, 10,000 square feet of space in a building shared with the American Jazz Museum. So for music lovers, you can also get that in as well, baseball and music together. Now, when you visit, there is so much to see. You can explore photographs, there are interactive exhibits that capture some of the most well-known baseball players uh, who are black and who have stood on the diamond and played the game. Visit the website nlbm.com. Again, that's nlbm.com. Now, I mentioned a little bit about music. So if you're a music lover, now just open and it's in Nashville, so it's the perfect time to check out the National Museum of African American Music. And of course, that would be in Nashville, of course, Nashville, Tennessee. I like to call it the home of country music, but really, it's the home of all the genres of music. The National Museum of African American Music honors and preserves the vast contributions from African Americans to the music industry, how African Americans have been a valuable part in shaping American music. 
Now, when you visit, you'll want to experience the story of the American soundtrack with interactive exhibits about black musical heroes of the past and also the present. For music lovers, this is a walk down memory lane and a chance to learn more about the lives of musicians that you may just know a little bit about. Visit the website nmaam.org. Again, that's nmaam.org. Now, finding music history doesn't just stop in Nashville. If you head over to Memphis, Tennessee for a visit to Bill Street Historic District, Hey, that neighborhood in Memphis serves as the melting pot for some of the best early jazz, blues, and R&B music. Louis Armstrong, B.B. King, Muddy Waters, all of them played in in that district at some of the most famed clubs. And even Elvis spent a lot of time there as a teenager, listening to the blues and to the music, which then later influenced his kind of rockability style. Yeah, I kind of got that over on Bill Street. Now, check out the music festival that is coming up soon. Uh, It's coming up in April, from April 29th to May 1st. And you'll hear music that captures the legacy of Bill Street and the musicians of Days Gone By. Their music continues to inspire us, so definitely look into checking out the festival from April 29th to May 1st. Bill Street is located in the heart of downtown Memphis with three blocks of nightclubs, restaurants, and shops. And for more information, visit the website memphistravel.com and start planning that visit to go there. Now, another great site is Harriet Tubman's Underground Railroad National Historic Park. Now, there's no talking about Black History Month without mentioning the former enslaved freedom fighter, Harriet Tubman. I mean, you may already know her story, but Black History Month, you just she's just one of the people that we do mention. From being enslaved to being the leader of the Underground Railroad, she is one of the most iconic women in American history. And her story continues to inspire others to persevere, to stay committed, uh, focus on your goals, and support the lives of others. And we can all be inspired by that, by her legacy. During her life as a freedom fighter, she not only helped her family, but she made several trips back to help others escape to freedom, risking her own life and stopping at nothing. As a matter of fact, she felt that stopping was not an option. It has been said that she helped free between 300 to 500 enslaved people, bringing them out of slavery and into more opportunities to live free lives. I say what fortitude and what commitment, what inner strength to go back into the danger that you know of to help others. A visitor at home in upstate New York, and you will see how her legacy continues. Her home was named a national park in 2017. Visit the website HarrietTupmanHome.com. Now, opening this fall is the Emmett Till exhibit at the Children's Museum in Indianapolis, Indiana. Emmett Till was just a child. He was 14 years old when he was brutally murdered while visiting his family in Mississippi. His death got national attention when the two white men accused of murdering him were acquitted by an all-white jury in just 67 minutes. Just a little over an hour. 
the Emmett Till Interpretive Center, along with Emmett Till's family and the Children's Museum of Indianapolis, are creating a national touring exhibit to share this tragic story of American racism, the past and the present, and the story of communities committed to racial healing. A visit to the Children's Museum today, and you'll find a few other exhibits that also focus on celebrating black lives. One of them is called The Stories from Our Communities. And it's the art of protest featuring Black Lives Matter artists who rallied together after their mural was destroyed on the streets of Indianapolis. Another exhibit, the Baseball Boundary Breakers, which features black athletes who have broken boundaries and the power of children exhibit. Celebrating the accomplishment of children, this exhibit features civil rights activist Ruby Bridges. For more information on the present exhibits and the Emmett Till exhibit that will be starting this fall, visit the website childrensmuseum.org. Now we'll stop here. We'll take a break. And when we come back, I want to help you get um, sort of ready to get back out there. Because if you are like me, you've been sitting at home waiting for travel to pick back up again. I've done a little bit of traveling, but I have some friends who've been asking me, well, you know, I've been sitting home and I feel a little rusty with traveling. So I've got something for you if that's you feeling a little rusty as well. Have some tips for getting back out there, ready to travel. Because I think things are easing down. We're feeling a little bit more like traveling. So if you're like me and you're ready to go, let's do it. Let's get it done. So sit tight. So when we come back, I'll share with you some of those tips here on Travel with Anita and Friends. Today's show is brought to you by the Sapelo Island Beach Vacations. If you're looking for that getaway where there are not too many people, you can relax, have a nice time with family and friends. Sapelo Island is your place. There you'll find history, traditions, culture, and great food all in one place. Or just relax and kick your feet up. Or take a walk on the beach or hike the island, take a bicycle ride, or take a tour. It's all there waiting for you on Sapelo Island, the beautiful jewel of an island off the coast of Georgia. And where would you stay? In the Sapelo Island birdhouses with one or two bedroom cottages and the perfect view of the Atlantic Ocean. You will be in the right spot to watch the sunrise, watch the tide come in, and watch the shorebirds as they graze along the, the marsh. Check out their website at sapeloislandbirdhouses.com and book your getaway now. Does travel feel like it's been on hold for two years? Do you feel like you need a refresher course in trip planning? Welcome back to Travel with Anita and Friends. And if you're like me, when I started traveling again after the pandemic, I felt like I needed a like a refresher course, like I needed to put my training wheels on again. I felt a little out of sorts. It had been a while since I had made my way to the airport or checked into a hotel, rented a car, and things had changed a little bit. And also all the mandates and protocols and things being canceled and limited hours. There were so many changes. And 
all these things are being enforced all over the place. So what was I to do? So, you know, I don't know, maybe you're feeling a little bit like me. And now that we're starting to travel more, here are a few things to consider when planning a trip. Number one, and this one is really important, create a destination short list. Think of a couple of places where you'd like to go, just in case all of the things that you want to do, you're not gonna be able to do them there. Going on the days when we knew exactly where we wanted to go, we booked it and then we were gone. Today, you have to consider several aspects of travel before you even book a trip. Choosing a destination includes things like thinking about mandates, protocols, testing requirements. Will I need to quarantine? So create a list of destinations that you're considering and research them. Research them with a deep dive. Now here's a good opportunity to learn a little bit more about the destinations and things that you'd like to do. And before we would just book and then start planning on what we want to do. Now it's important to consider all of those things that everyone who's going along on the trip would like to do and those things that are important that you don't want to miss as part of your vacation. You want to check those out before you make a final decision on your destination. Research, research, and then research again is really the smart decision to decide where you want to go. And then do a little bit more research too. <laughs> Lots of research there. Number two, then you want to choose your destination. And once you have created sort of those pros and cons lists that we just talked about, and you choose one or two destinations, Depending on what you want to do, now it's time to start planning. Plan the tours, plan the meals, plan the activities, plan the transportation. Think of all of the things that you want to do because the next step on your list will be to start budgeting. And one of the things we forget sometimes is the transportation of the local destination. The taxi cabs are taking the subway or the public transportation. How will you get around? Maybe you're at a place where you would need to rent a golf cart or rent a car. So think about all of those things when you start to plan with the destination that you've chosen. Number three, set a budget and create a tight budget. And tight because we're still under the possibility of changes because of this pandemic. And over the last two years, one thing that is for sure is change. And not just change, but change at a moment's notice. And with travel, change generally means money. So think about money for any possible quarantine issues, testing that you may have to pay for, especially international destinations, in-city transportation, as I mentioned earlier, and also include travel insurance with a medical policy in your budgeting. Many of the bookings that you will make provide an option for flexibility. More flexibility may cost you more, especially when you talk about airlines. Airlines offer the option of purchasing a refundable ticket, and hotels will allow you to charge and cancel without a penalty, but it may cost you a little bit more. The more flexibility, the more the price. The less flexibility, the lower the price. And speaking of budgets, according to Expedia, you'll see airline increases around 21 days before departure for domestic flights and 28 days before on international trips. So that's something to keep in mind. Once you know your destination, go ahead and book those flights if you're traveling by air. Number four, research your travel options. How do you want to travel? Are you taking a tour? Are you going solo? 
Will you do self-guided tours? Are, are you looking for package deals where everything's included? Think about what feels right for you at this time of traveling. Also think about how you're feeling about getting back out there. Do you want to be inside a tour van for five or six days with people you initially don't know that well? Are you looking for the security of a planned vacation with someone who will sort of take care of everything and make sure that things don't go astray? Well, there are many options for how you'll travel. One thing to note here is that package deals where you have hotel, air, tours all included are best booked through a reputable tour company. And if you're doing the planning yourself and booking all of these things on your own, Think about what happens if, say for instance, some of the changes take place with one part of your your trip, but not with the other part. And what I mean by that is, take for example, if your flight is canceled, now you'll need another night at the hotel or another two nights at the hotel. So budget for this because those additional nights will not be included in your original package. So think through what will happen if some of those things cancel. A trend as sustainable travel has become more and more popular is stacking trips. And what I mean by stacking trips is if you plan to visit Paris for years and years, and now you're on your way, but you've also always wanted to visit Switzerland, stacking those two trips together instead of planning a trip to come back a year later has now become a thing. It's a good thing because it saves you money while you're in Europe you can go ahead and stack a couple of countries that you've been wanting to visit. Now, number five, research your destination. Here I am. I'm back to research again. I'm sure you thought, well, you talked about that in one of your earlier points. But research your destination for restrictions, mandates, protocols. And Sherpa is the travel industry go-to site by Consumers, you know, can go there too. It's really more of the industry trade, but consumers can certainly find information there as well. Valuable information from testing requirements to what continues to be open to close, what countries are open for travel. So visit the website, joinsherpa.com. That's J-O-I-N-S-H-E-R-P-A.com. Number six, plan and travel with a relaxed state of mind and attitude. Trust me on this one. There is enough out there to get frustrated about right now, but you can control how you respond and your mental state of mind. If you're prone to sort of getting excited or agitated, practice calming techniques before you head out. Because if you haven't traveled in a while, there are a few things that are different. As I mentioned, all the changes can become really frustrating. So make a plan with your travel buddy to help each other. Uh, Stay centered, stay focused on the end goal uh, when challenges come up. And of course, that end goal is having a great vacation with a lot of fun because stuff does happen, especially as travel gears up. So take a step back, count to 10 and remember that technique that your that your grandmother always taught you. It does still work. She always said, you know, just step back, count to 10 and you'll be okay. And if you haven't traveled in a while, you may be a little rusty with packing and making sure you have all of the things that you need. So do your own personal departure checklist to make sure you have everything that you want to take with you. And that also you're leaving your home the way it will be safe and secure while you're gone. And have everybody who's traveling with you 
do the same thing. Create your own personal departure checklist and check it again and again and again before you leave. Book those flights, rent that uh, car, rent the RV, get ready for the road trip. Whatever it is you're planning to do, now's the time to do it. And right before you head out the door, let's double check a couple of things that you should have on your personal departure checklist. And that is your vaccination cards and any documentation, because many places are asking for that in order for you to enter. Not only things like museums or um, places that you'll be going for tours, but also restaurants are asking for that in certain cities. So you want to make sure that you have your vaccination card and all of the information that may be required. Any required tests, uh, have those test results uh, readily available. I also would take a copy uh, of them too, maybe just a quick photo with your, with your phone, and that way you'll have it in your records, just in case you lose it or it's misplaced or something. And also make sure that you have your ID with you that will match your vaccination documentation uh, that you have with you. And then you'll be all set. Double check, double check that personal departure checklist because nowadays we have to do that a little bit more. There's a little bit more involved with travel today. Thanks for joining me today. I hope that my tips will help you start planning a trip where you get back out there with family and friends and go out and enjoy your favorite destinations. Maybe you'll discover something new. Maybe you'll plan something that you've always been dreaming about doing. Now is the time, and I hope my tips have helped. Now, come back and join me in two weeks when I'll come back here on Travel with Anita and Friends. Thanks for joining me. Bye-bye. Oh.